So I take that work very seriously as well. And that's what kind of keeps me going when people are like, oh, wow, like you've really, whenever I get feedback, like, oh, wow, you really captured me or this sounds, this sounds like me, but better. Like, how did you do that? I get that kind of feedback a lot. And um, that, that's what keeps me going. Cause definitely there's days where being your own boss is definitely not (laughs) a walk in the park. You have to handle a lot of um, tough stuff. Yeah, that that honestly, that purpose of being able to impact people and um, really help build their confidence, whether it's like having a website that they feel really proud of or feeling more confident as a business owner, like being able to provide that is just everything. (laughs) I love it. Hi there, sunshine. Welcome to the second season of Moments with Chrissy. If you're looking for a safe space to hear and relate to the stories of the soul and the heart, then you are at the right place. Here we will tackle discussions that involve speaking our truth, manifesting our dreams, fighting for compassionate collaboration, and creating a wiser and healthier society. We here value enriching culture, sustainable lifestyle, and kinder relationships. Now, if this sounds something that you could be interested in, please take a sit, lean back, and listen in. We are about to go for a ride. In today's episode, I'm really super excited to bring in someone who I briefly have gotten to know in the past week or so, um, but previously in our previous lives back in Talent Egg, actually, we did interact only via email, and so I'm really glad that Jasmine posted about, you know, being open to being a guest. And so that's why she's here with us today. Uh, A quick intro on who Jasmine is. Jasmine Williams is an award-winning writer, content marketing expert, and the founder of Jasmine Williams Media, a boutique content marketing consultancy serving a global roster of industry-leading companies and visionaries. I'll be sharing over a link to her website because you definitely have to check out the content. Uh, She's also the founder of Clickworthy Creatives, an education hub and community for freelance creatives. Jasmine helps creative entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, and growth stage startups to scale their business with strategic storytelling. So storytelling, that's what this podcast is all about. And so that's why I'm super, super duper excited to welcome Jasmine to this episode. So hi, Jasmine. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for um, accepting the invitation. Um, I know we haven't known each other that much, but I really want to learn more about your story. So uh, I appreciate your presence for showing up. Totally. (laughs) Awesome. Well, before we dive into the really um deep questions which I tend to do but previously uh now I'm gonna start a bit on the surface level let's just break some ice for the audience to also get to know you a bit better sure let's go for it yeah (laughs) awesome so um Jasmine do you like sunrises or sunsets better Ooh, I mean I am a morning person, but I think I like sunsets. There's something about that, just like that warm glow. Like I like to be Mm. up in the morning, but I'm never up that early to see the sunrise. So I'm going to go sunsets. Yeah. Sunsets. Have you, what was your most uh, recent sunset experience? (laughs) Ooh, um, that is a good question. I mean, probably, I think last week I was hanging out with a couple of friends in a park. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was a nice like sunset experience. You're just chilling, just catching up. I haven't seen these people in a while. Um, so it was just nice to be outside and Mm -hmm. yeah, watch the sunset. Yeah, it was nice. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, I I agree. Sunsets definitely have their own unique personality. So awesome. Okay. Next question is this tends to be a hard question for most people, but music or movies? Oh, that is a hard one. Hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with music. Okay. I love I love both so much, but I think music. I don't know. Like I think when I think of music, there's it there's like music is kind of like the soundtrack to life. You know, I know that sounds yeah. really cheesy, but when yeah. I think of certain albums or certain songs, like it takes me back to certain parts of my life or certain times in my life 
Um, and I don't really have that with movies, even though I love movies and I watch I watch movies all the time. So yes, literally, if I'm forced to choose, I'm going with with music. Okay, yeah, no, that may, I feel like I feel the same way in terms of music. Sometimes when you just listen to your song, it definitely brings back memories to mm-hmm. a specific place, specific person, or just an event. And yeah. Like, wow, that's like powerful. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay. Would you, are you um, a night owl or an early bird? Definitely an early bird. I wish Mm -hmm. I was a night owl. Um, I feel like night owls maybe have more fun. (laughs) But yeah, I'm I'm an early bird. I get it from my dad. He's naturally up at like 5 a.m. Like, I don't, I don't know why. No alarm clocks. No alarm clock. Just that's where he is. I feel like for me, I'm usually up around seven um, or eight. Yeah, usually I'm up at seven. I might sleep Mm -hmm. until eight. Um, Mm -hmm. But even on the weekends, I don't usually sleep in too much. Uh, I like to. That's just. I don't know. I wake. I'm one of those weird people that just wakes up with a lot of energy. So I really like the mornings because that's usually my creative time or just my time to get stuff done. Usually by the afternoon, evening, that's when my energy peters out, and then I'm ready to like. (laughs) chill (laughs) yeah that's that's awesome um so I guess you've always been an early bird pretty much yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've yeah I've never really been one to to be up super late like usually Mm -hmm. even if I'm watching a movie I'm always the one falling asleep yeah it's bad (laughs) it's good though I feel like that also because if you're awake during the day it gives you more daylight that you can do much more things outside so whenever you probably do your errands it's like oh perfect no one's here (laughs) yeah I do feel like yeah because my partner's more of a night owl so sometimes we're on like opposite time (laughs) a little bit uh but yeah I do I don't know I just I like to be up with the sun and just I love mornings I like going for a a nice stroll in the mornings yeah uh, that quiet time we're just watching the sun kind of like streaming through the windows in the morning I don't know that's just my my time (laughs) yeah I love it I I wish I was I think for me um without an alarm clock probably I would wake up at 9 30 so yeah, I would love to wake up at seven or eight without <laughs> any alarm clock. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, well, the last question that I would ask is a question that I do ask most or all of our guest speakers, which is, um, what is your spirit animal? Okay, yeah. um, that is a good question. Uh, if I would pick, I mean, maybe it's a boring answer, but I do love cats. so I feel like yeah maybe I would I would go with a cat like a house cat (laughs) what about a cat um what what about a cat makes you um makes you why is my that my spirit animal I feel like I don't know cats they just they kind of do their own thing they're Mm. independent uh they like to nap a lot which is also very relatable to me um but yeah, I think I, I I relate to that the independent piece of just kind of like they're not super needy or jumping all over yeah. you. Like they'll if they want your attention, they'll come to you. If they don't, they don't. Yeah. Um, they're very easygoing. So yeah, that's awesome. That's cool. Do you have a cat? I guess I do. Oh. I do have a cat now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Then it's good because it's like you're both probably on the same wavelength when when it comes to like energy sharing and all that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Thank you for answering that. Um, so before we dive in, um, Jasmine, I really um, want to share with the audience that, you know, you do have like previously with the talk um, and I'm really interested in your journey from you said previously you are you are working in a company. Now you're working independent, independently as a freelancer. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so but what what does that um, entail and how does that feel like having that change or transition over to this new route? Yeah, I mean, so I've been working, um, yeah, freelancing, working for myself for about three, a little over three years now. Um, and it's definitely, yeah, I'd say the first year or so that it can be, you know, that roller coaster a little bit. I think personally for me, I've always been somebody who, 
I guess the cat like energy in me like I like to do my own thing I am a pretty independent person and while I liked working in teams I liked working with certain companies I've always just really just wanted to do my own thing and kind of chart my own path in a way mm-hmm. um so to me it was like a, just a very natural kind of transition like it's something I just really wanted to do for a long time and I always felt like if I never tried it out then I would regret it so yes. Um, I mean, I guess the, tr- the transition was more just figuring out how to structure my days in mm-hmm. a way, because, you know, when you're working in a company, everything's kind of laid out for you, you have to show up at a certain time, clock out at a certain time, there's meetings and all of this stuff. But then I found the, fr- the biggest shock to me when I first went freelance was just figuring out what to do. Like, I remember that I still remember that first morning waking up and being like, wow, like this, I can do whatever I want. And eventually you you figure out that that's not true. You know, if you have clients, you have work, you have deadlines. So I have, you know, I'd structured my day pretty similar, I think, to a lot of people and a lot of people in regular jobs. Um, It's just the fact that I'm the one who has to create the schedule and kind of give myself work and find work. Um, Mm -hmm. That too is another kind of transition is like going from having people kind of assign stuff to you to really being like, okay, if I want to build my business and I'm the one who has to go out and find clients and book calls and really put myself out there. That was something I wasn't totally comfortable with in the beginning. I, over the years now, I've kind of gotten more confident and um, overcome a bit of that shyness. But at first that was, that was a tough one too, because I've always been, just more introverted. I, most of my work is writing. So I'm usually just behind my laptop. That's kind of my happy place. Uh, So learning how to, you know, talk to clients, how to sell my services and all of that uh, was a big adjustment. But yeah, I think that like anything, it's practice. The more you do it, the more you realize, okay, this isn't, this isn't so bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. And so when you mentioned about, you know, the difference between having a structure and now you having basically you build that structure for yourself mm-hmm. um was that something that you know is this some was that something that you've been yearning for previously um mm. that that this you know freelancing kind of lifestyle does fit your personality did you find that that was the case oh yeah yeah I mean I've always just been somebody who kind of who just questions why we do things. Yeah. I think, you know, like little kids, they're always like, why, why? And it's like, okay, like, we, like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> um, like in my head, that was kind of me. I'd always wonder like, why do we do things this way? Um, to me, I was like, just the idea of having to be somewhere at a certain time, or I remember like feeling guilty if I wanted to leave work early because I wanted to go like do a workout class even though I got there early you know I always just felt like there's this need to kind of be on and just kind of uh it's like people care more about like you just physically being there versus the work I think maybe now things have changed a little bit with remote work Mm -hmm. uh, but that was something that always frustrated me with like the kind of working life I could put in a ton of time but if I missed a day or wanted to like go for you know a doctor's appointment or um go for lunch like I always felt kind of guilty asking to do that because I felt like you know I'm on the clock I need to be working um so I do feel like the freelance lifestyle works a lot better for me um I'm also somebody who like my work is very creative so some days I really just need to like not talk to anybody just like close down all the tabs just me and like a blank google doc that's kind of how I do my best work and I found in nine to five jobs, a lot of times, you know, there's people coming by your desk and asking you for questions and all of this stuff. And it was just really hard for me to get into that zone. So now I can really carve out, like structure my week in that way, where I try to have some days where I don't have any calls at all, or I'll have days where I don't have calls into the afternoon. So I have that morning time, which is my good, my peak creative time where I can really just focus. Um, And yeah, I just always found it hard sometimes to strike that balance between like, getting what I needed in a job and uh, doing what was, I guess, expected of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and expectations can come in in many ways, too, especially let's say if you're a new grad and you're starting a new company and basically you have to still follow these set of rules where it, it kind of feels like, okay, so I guess everything that I've learned in school 
is is kind of different from what the this company is expecting me to do and so right. the creativity that you've kind of molded yourself into having is now limited to much more to much less than what you're capable of so yeah for you um uh i believe you began your uh, own company in 2018 if i'm correct mm-hmm. Yeah. So what made you, I, I know you mentioned that you knew that you were going to do it, but what made you make, make that decision official that, you know what, I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. I mean, I guess for me, like I knew I wanted to start my own business. Like I've fortunate, I come from an entrepreneurial family. Both my parents are um, like work for themselves. So they would always like, and I also had a lot of I don't know. Corporate life just never fit with me, even though I was a really good student, straight A student. Once I got into the job force, I just um, just struggled a lot. Like I would get into these toxic workplaces and I kind of bounced around a lot and I just never could find anything that really stuck or any job that I really wanted to stay. Every time I was at a job, I'd always think, okay, I'll do this for maybe a year or two and then see what else is next. Like nothing felt long-term to me. I just... Um, yeah, I don't know. I just never found that right place. But uh, a few years ago, um, like I was kind of learning more about freelancing. Like I'd always done freelance writing on the side since university. I studied journalism. So I did a bit of freelance writing. Um, So that's something I would always do just, yeah, on the weekends or evenings sometimes just to make a little bit of extra money. I didn't really think much about it. Like I didn't know if that could be a full-time thing. I wanted it to be, but I just never seemed to like it didn't seem like it was a sustainable way to make a living. Um, but I was able to meet somebody through a Facebook group that I was in for freelancers yeah. who, um, well, after connecting with her, I just, she taught me so much about how she structured her consulting business and in a way that allowed her to earn a, a good living. So that was a really like game changing moment for me. Cause once I could kind of see an example of somebody who's doing something and it, it was something that really, connected with me in a way that none of the other jobs I had connected. Like once I saw her website and she called herself a content consultant, something about that title just spoke to me. It just felt like that's, that's what I need to do. I feel like it combines my strengths and skills as a writer and, you know, just like a strategist person. And also just my, I'm also an analytical person, you know, I like to work with people and solve problems. And I felt sometimes in jobs, like I wasn't given that opportunity. I was just kind of told to do things, but I couldn't really build something from the ground up. So that just really appealed to me. So yeah, that's really kind of once I sort of figured out, okay, this is what I want to do. This is the kind of business I want to build. Then I just started doing a bit more research into what would it really mean? Like, you know, like some things like, you know, do I need a bank account? Do I need to register my business? Um, and then that friend of mine helped me a lot with that, with answering a lot of questions. So once I kind of felt like I had my ducks in a row, I started, I ended up going full-time freelance earlier than I expected, actually. Um, Cause my goal was to kind of do it for a few, few months balance it with my job and then once I felt like you know I was hit a sustainable level then I would transition um but what happened is I started an Instagram account uh, which is now basically my primary Instagram account um basically just to promote my work and my freelance services and then right away an old like kind of colleague slash client of mine like somebody who I'd worked with on and off here and there was like we actually have a part-time contract um, for you, if you're interested, because we worked together. So he knew, he knew me, he knew my abilities. Uh, but of course it was, it was part-time, which meant I couldn't have a job on top of it. And I wouldn't need to be available during daytime hours for meetings and stuff. So I basically just had to make a call. It's like, do I, you know, keep, do I turn him down, maybe do some smaller projects to start until I eventually get my way, you know, find my footing Or do I, you know, just take the leap, take this opportunity. It didn't pay me as much as my current job, but I knew it was a place to start. And since it was only part-time, that meant I still had, you know, it was like 20 hours a week. So I still had another 20 hours to find new clients and, and get myself out there. So after thinking about it for a week, I just made the decision to do it and never looked back, I guess. That's awesome. I have, I have like, 
I have like five questions in my mind now. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them coming. I know. I love, I love the story. First of all, I like that you've brought in your nurture. So like your, you know, both your parents being entrepreneurs and how that sort of came into the picture when you decided to be an entrepreneur as well, because it kind of runs in the family, that kind of mindset where, you know, creativity and, um, the ability to really expand your horizons in many different ways, right? And so mm-hmm. I I love that part. And and I also really appreciated you sharing about um, how important it is for someone to make that leap to see an example because it mm-hmm. is hard, right? When you think of everyone's like daydreaming, everyone's like, I really want to do this or I really want to do that. But how much does it take for us to actually make that leap? Right. Yeah. The planning is great. Um, the ideas are there, but sometimes we just need that one example where they made that leap and it was a success and brings some validation that, hey, we're not crazy of thinking this way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, for, for you, um, I want to learn more about how does writing make you feel? Seems like you really enjoy writing. Yeah. I mean, I feel like writing is kind of in a so cheesy but I guess it's like my first love you could say yeah um yeah I I, writing has just always been a a part of my life like I started reading at a young age and eventually that turned into writing like I was always writing little short stories and my mom can tell you about how I'd make these little like pick kind of storybooks and I'd even use like string and pipe cleaners (laughs) to make the bindings so it was like an actual book Mm -hmm. uh So yeah, from a young age, I always really liked reading and writing and like poetry. It was just something I always um, loved to do. And I guess kind of knew I was, I was good at. So uh, that was always an advantage, like definitely growing like through high school, like I always knew I would do something related to writing. I just kind of had to decide what kind of writer I wanted to be. And when I was applying for universities, I was looking into... (sighs) creative writing and I was looking into journalism and eventually went with journalism because I felt like that would maybe I'd learn more skills um but yeah to answer your question about how it makes me feel uh it's hard to it's interesting there's some days where definitely writing feels painful (laughs) um there's sometimes if anybody's around me I'll be like why do I write every day why have I chosen this as the thing (laughs) that I do uh but then there's other days where I find like when I'm in a flow it just feels it just feels like water it feels like it just flows out of me um it's not something I have to think too hard about and it's a weird kind of like body mind connection because I can really feel it in my body when I write something that is good or like that I feel is good sometimes I even get kind of emotional which is yeah uh, I don't think I've ever like publicly admitted but sometimes I'll actually like cry a little bit if I do feel like it's something really good or, or at least good to me yeah. um and so that's something that I've always felt like I've always felt like if something feels really good then it just like I get emotional yeah. um but yeah, it's it's kind of like a, a release, I guess. I, I mean, it depends. If I'm writing for a client or for work, I feel like it's more, it's a different mindset that I'm in. I'm more of thinking about how do I kind of put these pieces together or how can I like structure this topic or explain it in a way that makes sense and is actually interesting. So I, I view it more of, of that, like almost like a construction type of mindset. But if I'm writing more personal writing, like I have a newsletter now that I send out, which is more personal, um, then that is a much more kind of intuitive process. I just sort of sometimes like an idea or like a fragment will come to me and sometimes it just flows out all at once. Sometimes I'll write it down and come back to it later, but that feels much more of a, just, um, I guess a release, like I write and then it's done and I'm like, okay, I might edit a little bit and then that's it. (laughs) Yeah. And when you said about emotions and writing, um, I, I love to write as well, mostly on, I guess, personal side of things. Mm -hmm. Um, but I agree with you where it really, puts you and you're in like a different world you're in like a different dimension where it's just really you and you're mm-hmm. talking to yourself while you're writing and it's such a beautiful experience if anyone or if you get to that place where you can talk to yourself or write to yourself about your thoughts um and 
right in a way where you're able to because sometimes thoughts are just sitting in your mind right but when you write it it just makes it feel like it's real Mm -hmm. um and it just feels nice because those words are now a part of kind of your story um so when you mentioned about um sometimes it does get you emotional um what would you say is a piece that you've written that made you the most emotional oh that's good um I mean probably like some of the poetry that I've written I haven't written in years which honestly that makes me kind of sad I don't know how to get back into it um but definitely yeah some of the poems that I've written um those can make me kind of emotional um yeah lately I, I think like with my newsletter I've been what I what it's kind of evolved into is just sort of my own personal take on like kind of how I'm feeling as a business owner. Like I feel it's not really, I'm not just sharing like facts or articles or things like that. It's more just about kind of like my mindset and like those things that I'm kind of going through on a weekly basis. Um, And yeah, sometimes I feel like that can make me emotional because the topics uh, can get a little bit deep. I, I don't know. I feel like sometimes we think of like, like my last newsletter that I sent out, I was talking about how like business is, can be feel really personal to me at times. Like there's that common saying that it's not business isn't personal, you know? Um, But I really feel like it is because I think um, like I am a, I am a person, I am a human. And sometimes it can take a lot out of you to kind of navigate these difficult situations. And Mm -hmm. in your, sometimes I feel like it's this expectation to, that it shouldn't affect you that way. Like you shouldn't, get your feelings hurt because it is just business. Um, But I I personally, sometimes I do get my feelings hurt because you put a lot of time and effort and, you know, my business is what sustains me. It's what pays my bills. So when things go wrong or I make a decision that I maybe shouldn't have made, I do take that personally, but not in a way that I feel like I think I have a thin skin or anything. It's just more that it's just you're human. Like. Yeah, I just I care. I care about people. And I really, I really try to be very empathetic as well. Um, so I think too, if, if somebody is maybe not communicating very well with me, I'm wondering, okay, what can what's maybe happening there? Like, how can I navigate this? So we both kind of come to uh, some sort of resolution that that feels good. Uh, but I, I it's hard for me to just pretend like that's just me as a business I feel like yeah. that's I it is it sometimes it does take a toll so yeah, yeah I'd say that that kind of stuff can make me emotional as well because yeah. I think it is it's kind of it, it's vulnerable in a way yeah, it is yeah thanks for sharing that I, I yeah. appreciate it I'm sure it wasn't easy just sort of throwing those um experience in to your present moment um mm-hmm. but I hope you get back to poetry I would love to read some of them if there's any blogs that <laughs> we can we can bring back from the past that'll be cool to like just see those poetries because um I find that yeah I I don't write poetry but when I read them I find that there's so much um there's so much life and just little words that you can read like it's beautiful so yeah um (laughs) (laughs) thanks for sharing that um yeah one of the things that I wanted to ask about as well um drawing back to you mentioning about both your your parents being entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. um and I love talking about nature versus nurture like you know how has your upbringing helped you or shaped you in the way you make your decisions Mm -hmm. um was there it like how how would that how did that influence your present moment or or in your decision making? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that is such an interesting topic, right? Nature versus nurture. Yeah. Uh, I feel like definitely they definitely influenced me a lot. You know, I that's uh, I my parents they I saw them just always working and always putting a lot of effort into their work uh like having a strong work ethic was something that was always kind of I guess drilled into me from a young age like I remember uh growing up like again writing and work things like that always came kind of easily to me Mm -hmm. 
And I remember for like spelling tests, I could spell pretty like I was spelling, I guess, beyond grade level. But my mom would always still make me study the words, even though she knew I knew them already because she just really always wanted me to understand the value of, of work, of hard work and really not taking the easy way out. Uh, and that's something I think is probably the most important lesson, especially uh, going through like university and especially now as a business owner where there's times where, you know, things get really hard. And I think yeah. I know that I have that ability to, to get through it because like she kind of instilled, well, my, both my parents instilled me with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess it, I think it's a bit of both. Like definitely they led by example. I saw um, like, especially, yeah, I saw my dad as well. I saw him transition from being like working in a bank to then starting his own business and just seeing, even though his business comes with its own set of stresses, um, I just noticed just how much happier he seemed to be you know, he's not, doesn't have to wear a suit and sit behind a desk all day. Like, and now he runs uh, like a lumber yard and he's like, he's, you know, walking around and he has employees and it's just been cool to see him, I guess, just bring something to life. You know, I think that that idea of starting something from nothing is really cool to see, especially as a young person, you see your parent doing that. Um, and same thing with my mom, like I saw her working in a practice and then going out on her own. Um, so both of those things really influenced me. Like they just seemed, to, I liked the level of control they seem to have over yeah. their life. Uh, and then, but I think it's also nature. Like I think both my parents are both very independent people like me, yeah. very creative thinkers, maybe not always can maybe rub people the wrong way sometimes, which is, I happen to me where sometimes I'll just say what's on my mind. And afterwards I'm like, Ooh, maybe I should have said that differently. Um, but we're all, I'd say very passionate people. So our hearts are in the right place, but sometimes that doesn't always mesh with <laughs> the normal people around us. So I think that's partly another thing I think that helped or not helped, but shaped me in a way for this type of life that I lead now because I do feel like I'm just I'm always somebody who kind of like wants who just throws themselves into things like a hundred percent and I think I definitely get that from my parents and just who they are as people um and yeah definitely the creative piece as well like I think my dad actually used to write as well he I don't know if he's written yeah like not I don't know if he's published anything but he used to write like short poems as well too oh that's so cool um didn't Mm -hmm. you used to write poems for them or did you know about him writing a bit later in your life? I mean I was he I remember he I think he wrote a poem for me like as a baby or something oh. like that <laughs> um but yeah I definitely wrote things for like my mom um I'm not sure if I wrote what I wrote for my dad but like to I don't know when I write not <laughs> no offense dad sorry if you ever listened to this <laughs> um but yeah I think for me like my approach or when the poetry that I've done in the past I like to write and even with my writing to now like what I really love to do is try to capture situations and words like I think it's called like image imagic poetry or image I don't know but basically I try to create like word pictures like I try to like if I'm in a setting I'll try to like use words to describe the setting and all of that stuff so yeah that's kind of I remember I'd write poems for my mom like describing like for on vacation I'd write a poem about like where we are and yeah (laughs) gave it to her that's so cute (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it's really cool to like look back and remember those memories and even just like when you said about your parents being independent and very strong-willed, because I feel like if you have your own business, you have to have strong will. Or yeah. else you'll just probably end up not continuing, right? Because Absolutely. Yeah. So on your end, I guess I'd want to understand what was your will? Um, mm. What has kept you going in this business in the past 1923 years? Going yeah. strong. Yeah. I mean, I think at first my, what kept me going was pretty simple. Like I really just wanted to be my own boss. You know, I wanted to live that entrepreneurial dream, working whenever you want, wherever you want, all of that stuff. Um, So that was definitely what I, I wanted at first. I was just tired of feeling like I had no control over my schedule. I remember asking, 
for time off and being told, oh, you can't take that time off because somebody else is taking that time off. Um, and I always felt so frustrated by that because I'm like, no, I want to, I want to take a vacation. I want to take it. Um, so that's what kept me going. Now I feel like my purpose is bigger. I think right now what really keeps me going is, is impact or like the, the, uh, I guess, how I can really impact people both through my consulting business and through this, I have a, this, a freelance coaching business that I've started where I have a course where I mentor freelancers. Um, so that's really what keeps me going is like being able to kind of give back in a way, like show people um, it's kind of like you were saying before about how important it is to have an example um, to show you people yeah. that you can do it. So that's how I felt when I started my business. Like my friend was my example and I was like, maybe I can be that example yeah. for other people. Yeah. So that's been really important for me. And to just, whenever I get feedback from people that I was like, yeah, you motivated me to, you know, let go of this client that wasn't working for me or up my rates and be more confident. Like that is huge. Cause I know the, the power, the like compounding power of that right like if somebody feels more confident to charge more then they can earn more which means that maybe they can grow their business and hire like it just um it's bigger I guess than me and, and then them and even with my writing work like I feel like if I'm putting to writing like a website copy that I love doing website copywriting projects because that's in a way if, like your website's kind of like your store right it's like yeah. a digital store yeah. so those words are just so empower like so powerful and so impactful and can really be the difference between somebody choosing to purchase your product or hire you or not so I take that work very seriously as well and that's what kind of keeps me going when people are like oh wow like you've really whenever I get feedback like oh wow you really captured me or this sounds this sounds like me but better like how did you do that I get that kind of feedback a lot yeah. and um that that's what keeps me going because definitely there's days where being your own boss is definitely not <laughs> a walk in the park no. you have to handle a lot of um tough stuff right like sometimes but just that just that impact and also being able to just apply my natural gifts and talents and really use it to help people like natural I just I don't know I always like to to help people in some way like even if I don't work with somebody I'll try to recommend a tool or something I just like to leave people better um I guess than they when they were when they they found me yeah. and uh yeah that that honestly that purpose of being able to impact people and um, really to help build their confidence, whether it's like having a website that they feel really proud of or feeling more confident as a business owner, like being able to provide that is yeah. just everything. <laughs> I love yeah. it. And speaking of which, you said, you mentioned about the websites you've built. I've looked at your work, um, super loved the, the Shopify and the GoDaddy examples. Um, yeah. So I'm, I guess, uh, I, I'd want to know more, like, I have like no, not much idea on how the process is like for you. So mm -hmm. I guess for our audience as well, those who are interested in maybe exploring more of that, um, what would you say for you? What's your thought process when you start a new project? Um, how do you go from A to Z? <laughs> yeah, I mean, oof, that's... Yeah, there's all I mean, there's a lot that goes into a new process. I mean, first, I really just try to understand my client and understand their audience. Like those are two pieces like I really need to know, like, what do you do? Why do you do it? Um, like with my copywriting clients, I'll, I do something called a clarity call, which is a one hour call where I basically interview them. I ask them, like, why did you start your like, what do you do? Why do you do what you do? Um, like and a question I love to ask is like, what really breaks your heart about the problems your customers are facing? Mm. Um, Cause I really, what I find the people who come to me are struggling with is like, they know what they do, but they can't get that emotional piece out of it. Like they just think of it as like, I have this app or I do, I'm a designer, you know, they're not, they don't know how to get to that emotional meat. And that's really what people connect with, right? Like I'm sure yeah. you understand as yes. a podcaster, like getting people to talk about their feelings and really think about, you know, if you're going through a struggle, like that really can 
that can affect you. So rather than talking about like the features or whatever, it's like, how can you really talk about how what you do can change people's lives? So that's what I really try to bring out of people. And then I go right, um, like working with a client like Shopify or, or GoDaddy is a little bit different because usually there's not as much emotion <laughs> in that kind of writing, but I still like to do an interview with the client if possible. Um, like for that Shopify article, I was able to talk to somebody on, I forget, it's a, such a huge company. I forget which part of the company they're a part yeah. of, um, but they're like basically an expert for this subject that I was writing on. And so I love to do, I basically, any chance I get to do an interview, I find the work is always that much stronger because uh, I'm able to uh, just, yeah, learn more about it. And I find people are much better. Even people who say they're not great communicators, I find a lot of people are really better at expressing themselves um, like verbally, if in terms of like, if it's like kind of a technical concept, I find if I'm talking to them, they're able to break it down for me um, better than what they would when they're writing. For me, I find it's the opposite. I feel like I'm a better <laughs> writer than speaker sometimes, but I find for a lot of people, it's the opposite. So I find if I'm able to talk to them a little bit, then I'm actually able to get more from them. The amount of times I've had calls, even clarity calls where people be like, I have no idea how to describe this thing. And then they just describe it perfectly. And I'm like, you understand that I can just take what you said word for word and it's perfect, right? Yeah. They're like, sure, okay. <laughs> but that's the thing, it's, it's because when people sit down and try to write a lot of the times, they get stuck. Uh, I'm not exactly sure why that happens, but it does. So a lot of times it's like, you know what you need to say. It's just when you sit down to write it, you go into a different mode and it kind of blocks what you actually naturally already know. Yeah. yeah it's like you're a different character when you're writing and when you're speaking. <laughs> it's like two yeah. different. Yeah. I call it business speak. People go into like business speak when they start writing. I think because we're all sending emails every day. So <laughs> we're used to communicating in that way. But when you want to just tell a story or talk about something, that's a little bit different. So yeah, I feel like sometimes people can't unlock that. But I also think that's part of my process. Like, even though I'm joking when I say like, oh, I could just copy it down and write it. And like, that's why, this is why I structure my process in that way to pull that out of people too. Yeah. And, and speaking of emotions and writing, I know you've touched on TDS as well. Um, for you, when you are dealing with customers and when you're dealing with your business, um, it seems like, as we've talked, it's it's quite a paradox, the freedom that you get, right? Mm -hmm. Creativity, because as much, there's there's a lot of control and creativity that you can put in, because this is your world. You, you can build the world that, how you'd want it to flow. But then when you're bringing in people, as you've mentioned, it becomes a bit more vulnerable because you're dealing with other people in your business now. How, how do you think that's different um, between, let's say, you working in a corporate, you dealing with your coworkers and your customers versus you being in this business, in your business, dealing with your own customers? Yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah, I feel like there are parallels sometimes, definitely, because like I think and I agree that is kind of a paradox. And that's why I said when I started my business it was for that freedom and things. And then you find out quickly enough that like you don't have as much freedom as you think, especially if you're a service-based business like I am, where, you know, you're, you have to deliver things to a client. You need to get their approval on certain things. So that can be like not super flexible, right? So yeah, I feel like there is a lot of parallels. I guess for me, it kind of, the difference is more about, um, my level I guess of autonomy in the interaction so when I'm working with a client like I mean if they're a good client at, at least that's what I try to establish right off the bat is that mutual respect and that trust yes. so I think it's really important for people to see me as an expert and as like a trusted advisor not just as you know a, a writer you know or the somebody the person you can be like oh just go write this up I really find I, it's important for people to see that I'm not just bringing that writing to the table. I'm helping you structure your ideas and really communicate things. See, it's important that we see this as a collaboration and not as just a, 
you dictate what I need and you yes. go do it. Cause <laughs> I find sometimes people come to me being like, I have the specific thing I need done. And I will be like, well, actually, I think you should probably start with this thing before you do that. Yeah. And they'll sometimes be like, no, I really want to do this thing. And that's usually when I know it's not a fit because you're not listening to me or <laughs> like, you're not hearing yeah. my expertise or not trusting me, yeah. uh, my process. Yeah. So, yeah. And I feel like when you're working in a company, you can also kind of run into those things as well because they can be there could be levels of approval you know or there could be a little bit bureaucratic as well so i don't know i think in both situations i think one thing that i've honed now outside of a company but i probably needed to work on when i was inside a company is just that relationship building piece um i was always just so nervous whenever i was in a company like i was just scared that i was going to do something wrong so i was i was a bit of a yes person like i would just say yes to everything. I wouldn't question anything. Um, but now I find like, especially working with my clients, it's just so much more important to, or it's so important to have that, have a conversational relationship with them. Like now I find I do much more, even if it's just a writing client, I'll still try to do a touch base so I can like see them and they can see me and we could just get to know each other. Cause I think that piece is really key. It's just, it's all about building relationships and just I guess coming back to that human element as well, remembering that we're all human. Um, like we can, yeah, at the end of the day, we both want the same result. Like we, I want your project to be successful and they want their project to be successful. So that's all we're really trying to do. We're on the same team. Um, but yeah, sometimes I think you can, people can butt heads just like any, <laughs> anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, that's beautiful. I think, you really were able to put that in in a phrase or or you mentioned about um I really like that part when you mentioned about us being vulnerable I think that's something that we forget like uh, it's not common for people to say you know business is can be personal as well because Mm -hmm. as you've mentioned it like the common saying is that business should not be personal yeah um it's so cool that you were able to bring that into our conversation. And I think that's something that most companies are trying to be better at now, especially everything's remote. So you have to really build something personal with the people you're working with. If not, they're probably just going to, it's just transactional, right? They're like, you're not giving me what, what I want. I'm just going to find it somewhere else. Versus if they have an emotional connection with the company, then yeah. they'll probably most likely stay for long, right? Yeah. And I think too, it's important not to confuse um, being personal and uh, I guess having a lack of boundaries. Cause I think sometimes that's what people mix up when they think of, oh, when I say business is personal, they think like, oh, I'm over, like they think of people oversharing or talking about their ex-husband in a meeting or something like that. Uh, And it's like, yeah, not that kind of personal. I'm just talking about more um, understanding like that we're human people (laughs) and it's like let's say there's a deadline it's under like having like having a conversation rather than just being like you I need this deadline at a certain time being like maybe open to hey actually I have something else that I'm working on at that time could we do this another day you know I'm more just talking about that um but yeah I think sometimes people forget that you can still be personal in business and still have boundaries like even like I have an assistant I work with. I have a part-time writer. And I'd say that we're like pretty, we're friendly with each other. We respect each other, but there's still boundaries as well. Like, you know, we're not messaging each other after hours. Um, (laughs) You know, they don't know every aspect of my life and vice versa, but they still feel comfortable to come to me if they have a problem or a question, or if we want to just talk about drag race, you know, we could talk about that stuff and not have to feel like we have to put on like a business hat here and then take off the business hat and be different people. Like that's, I guess my, how I feel about that kind of phrase. It's like, I just want to make sure that I feel like I'm the same person, whether I'm working on a project versus outside. And for a long time, I felt like I was two different people. And now I feel like I'm much I guess, more comfortable, whether it's working for myself or just the kind of culture that I'm trying to create. I just want to make sure that people do feel comfortable sharing and just feeling safe. Like that to me is, is so important. Yeah. So powerful. I saw this quote, um, the other day I was just looking up some quotes and it really stood out for me because it's so true. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's some, 
I can't quote it exactly, but something goes along that goes along with um, happiness is when what you do and who you are is the same. Mm, um, snaps. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's so true, right? Because as you mentioned yourself, these are the principles or values that you really find important in your life. And that's not yeah. something that you are finding. And you've tried, you mentioned you've been in companies as well, and you've tried and put yourself there, but it's just the values just don't match. And you being in this, in your own company, right? It seems like it really matches your value system. Mm -hmm. And I guess my next question towards that is what, what is it about you being in this new reality? I guess, mm -hmm. um, what, what's, what's aligned now? What's been aligned? I mean, yeah, I think like you're saying the values, like I think yeah. now I've become really clear on my values, like mutual respect is a big one. Yeah. Um, I have like four values. I always forget them. It, it's mutual respect, quality, mm -hmm. um, I think transparency and another one. Uh, but they all kind of come down to just one being like being able, like doing your best work. Like I do really take a lot of pride in my work and I do always try to do the best job possible. Like I'm not trying to just phone it in yeah. and collect a paycheck and go. Like I really care about what I'm doing and I think I'm good at it. So if I'm working with somebody, I really want to make sure they get the best of my ability. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think it's also just being, being myself. Like I think whether it was like dress codes or just, I, I don't know what it was. I just always felt like I had to leave a bit of, a bit of me, at yeah. home whenever yeah. I was at work like I think um like naturally I'm kind of a like goofy person or I don't know I felt like sometimes I'm kind of too not that I'm a special person or anything but like I can be very serious but I can also be very silly at the same yeah. time and I felt like when I was at work I was just the serious person because I didn't know how to be like silly like I didn't know if people would accept that I didn't know if people would get me um but then I found like working for myself and just kind of playing around with social media more too. Um, I've been able to explore that more silly creative side and just seeing how that people connect with it. Like that's been really cool. And I don't know if that is something I would have been able to explore if I was at a nine to five, I probably would have felt a little less safe about sharing some things. I would probably be like, Ooh, what if my boss sees this, you know? <laughs> uh, but now I'm like, okay, sure. My clients could see this, but it's, what are they going to do? You know, yeah. or it doesn't really affect their company if I'm my person personally posting something on my personal channel you know in the same way it would if I was working um so yeah I think the alignment is really just being able to be myself show up as myself I don't like yeah there's no dress codes I mean I guess there isn't really now that we're working from home we're all just yeah. like chilling uh in our sweats but yeah I can just like I never really before I would feel so much anxiety, just even over what to wear. I'd be like, are these heels, am I wearing heels? Like, are these heels too high? Yeah. If I wear sneakers, is that too casual? Like yeah. every day I would always question what I was wearing. I always felt overdressed yeah. or underdressed. And when I started working freelance, I like didn't have to worry about that. Like that's a small thing, um, but but it, but it matters. Just feeling like I could, um, be myself. And also I think for me, prioritizing open and honest conversations is really key. Like I'm not, I don't have a lot of patience for like, I guess, fakeness or just platitudes. Like I'm really the kind of person where I'm like, okay, this isn't really working. What, what should we do? Like, I don't really like to beat around the bush. And then sometimes in a, in a nine, in a other working environments that wasn't taken too kindly because yeah. people would think I'm being abrupt or aggressive when really that's not it. I'm just trying to I just, I don't like to, I don't like to fake the funk, I guess. Like, I don't like to pretend like things are okay when they're not okay. Like that is my big, one of my biggest pet peeves is just pretending like everything's fine. Like no worries. That's absolutely not what I want. So even with my team, sometimes we'll, after a meeting, I'll be like, how was that meeting for you? Cause I felt uncomfortable. Did you feel uncomfortable? <laughs> like, okay, how can we go? How, what should we do? Like, I just want to clear the air. Uh, or even if they're like, I have my writer, if she's working on something and it's not going well for her, like she can come to me and just be like, Hey, this didn't work out well for me. And like, and I'll be like, okay, cool. Let's talk about it. What, what was the struggle for you? I just don't like to I, yeah, I just don't want people to pretend. I don't want to pretend. I don't want the people yeah. I'm working with to pretend that things are okay when they're not, because I think I would much rather we just like 
open, be honest and like try to move forward versus like covering something up. And then maybe, I mean, like, this is something that would, I would happen to me where I'd just be unhappy in a job and I wouldn't know what to say or how to talk about it. So I just end up leaving. I would just secretly, you know, start looking for jobs. I'd find a job. I'd hand in my resignation. They'd be like, what you're leaving. I'm like, yeah, I'm not happy. They're like, we didn't know. I'm like, I didn't know how to talk about it. You know? Uh, so that's the piece I think that, or there's many pieces, but that's just one of them where I feel like I want to make sure that we can have those conversations and at least say that we like tried. I don't like situations where it's just like, this is over or this is ending without some sort of conversation, because I don't know. I think if we do kind of bring our humanness to the table, you can, you'll realize that so many things can actually be repaired or even if they can't be repaired, you can end things in a way that still makes people feel seen yes. you know like even if you don't get the the response or the reaction you're looking for that doesn't mean anybody needs to be disrespected yes. in the process yes. so that to me is just really key is just to be like okay maybe we're we don't we want different things that's totally fine yeah. here's how we could probably like move forward what do you think like yeah. just making sure that everybody's still feeling a part of the process yeah, no, 100% agree on that. I think I I love the fact that you mentioned about honesty and transparency in the workplace. It's just sometimes, mm-hmm. it, quite often, it's tough. Like people yeah. just brush it off or just, you know, sweep it under the rug and it'll creep out at one point, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. uh, like you know, we had to go through all that to deal with this when we already knew that we had to deal with it as in the first place right so yeah I guess that's a beauty of you know having your own business you get to create that brand and culture so right off the bat people would understand how important is it it is to be transparent um Mm -hmm. and and speaking of brand uh personal brand um I I went into your website I looked at the about (laughs) (laughs) I always yeah yeah I I never have seen the word but I'm like super curious what um what's the concept behind it when you mentioned about uh, when you mentioned multi-hyphenate what does Mm. yeah yeah I mean the word multi-hyphenate I'm not sure where I first heard it but it's I feel like it's somebody who just is like does a lot of different Mm -hmm. things so if you think of somebody who's like model slash actress slash CEO I mean that would be somebody who I'd consider a multi-hyphenate because the idea is just hyphen right like you have multiple hyphens so yeah I think to me like I just always like doing a lot of different things like yes like writing has always been a passion of mine uh, but I don't see myself or increasingly I don't see myself as just a writer you know I'm a business owner I'm a strategist I'm now kind of a coach I guess so it just is a way for me to encompass all those different aspects of my identity because I feel like sometimes a lot of time or people will try to get you to just be one thing like I remember I recently I had a call with somebody who's uh, a LinkedIn expert or something and he said that my and I did take some of his tips I'll give him some credit like he he did offer some advice but one of the pieces he said is like your LinkedIn profile like you like at the time I had like speaker writer like a lot of different things he's like you should just have one thing and I've since changed it because it's just fine I'll like for maybe for LinkedIn I'll Mm -hmm. just have it one thing but I do feel like I just am not ever one thing so I and I don't think that everybody needs to to do that so yeah I guess to me that's what it it means it's just like uh like now my Instagram bio I think is like copywriter content strategist uh freelance freelance mentor and meme queen because I love making memes (laughs) so I feel like that kind of encompasses my identity and that's like four different things Plus more. <laughs> Plus more. Yeah. Like we're not even getting into the personal stuff. That's just yeah. work. Yeah, no, that's true. I, I love it. Thanks for sharing all of that. I think your brand definitely shows how human um, you are and how human you'd want your interactions to be with your clients and just with anyone who interacts with you. So I appreciate you sharing the message behind that. I was like, I want to ask this to her. So I will. <laughs> Also, sorry, my cat just, I don't know if you can hear it. He, he oh, came in. No, I didn't. Uh, that's fine. 
always good. I, I encourage animals anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's hungry. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, no. Okay. Well, um, hopefully he can eat soon. Um, yeah, he's well, fine. He's fine. He's just a little, uh, he likes to make his presence known. Oh, okay. Well, I'll make sure to emphasize the purring in, in the background. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Thank you so much, Jasmine. Um, I guess before we wrap things up, I do I do have a few questions. Um, mm-hmm. For you, what would you say to writers and entrepreneurs right now who are like debating whether they should, you know, write more or whether they should take that leap but what would you what would you tell them Ooh, I mean I'm very pro taking the leap I just think if there's something that you feel you should do and you feel like not to be morbid but if you were to get to the end of your life and you hadn't even tried it you'd feel regrets then I always say try it especially if you're interested in entrepreneurship like you can always go back to a job. I think people, especially now, I think work is so much more flexible than it used to be. And I see a lot more people trying out freelancing and entrepreneurship, which means that companies just need to be more open to hiring those people. So I think really you should try, if you, if you really feel like you want to do it and you just, you know, deep down that you would regret it, then I'm always like, just do it. Give yourself a timeline. I'd say maybe give yourself three months or six months to really give it a solid go. Cause I think sometimes people will say they're doing it, but they're not really in yeah. it. So I think it's important to really commit. And also, you know, you don't have to be like risky about it. Like save your money, make sure you have expense, like money for to pay the bills. Um, I'm not, I'm not about just going in without a safety net, like figure out what you will do. What happens if you don't make money for six months? Like, can you move in with mom and dad? Can you get a part-time job? Like you should really think through those things. You don't need to be super romantic about it, but I do think you should give it a fair shot if that's something you want to do. And if you want to write more, I mean, I guess the simple advice is is writing more. I think you have to start somewhere. I mean, I think it might help to maybe take a class or a course. Like that's something I did in university. I wanted to get back into poetry and I took a poetry class, which is helpful to just kind of get those juices flowing. I've been trying to remember the book actually that we used in that class because it was really helpful to like get things started. Um, but yeah, I'd say like, you could start, start with your, for yourself. Like I use my notes app a lot. So you can start by maybe just writing things down in your notes. Like you don't have to publish it. You don't have to go from zero to 100, like just, yeah, start with maybe a morning practice of like doing a free write for like half an hour and seeing, seeing what comes up. And I think it's really important too to not edit yourself too much. Uh, just see what comes out like that's for me my writing process is typically to just write and then go back and edit I try not to write edit as I write because that can kind of sometimes hold you back Um, but yeah I say just start maybe start a blog yeah maybe start write something in your notes app you don't have to you don't have to publish things if you don't want to Um, maybe also Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, we can hear you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I love it. Um, yeah, you don't have to also maybe uh, getting a buddy. Like I have some friends of mine who do a little bit of an ad hoc writer circle. So that's a fun thing. So again, it depends on people's personalities. Like if you're somebody who you know that if I had a friend to do this with I would be more accountable like that's me like with working out (laughs) if I'm working out with a friend I'll show up um but yeah I'd say just just start and don't be too hard on yourself but at the same time maybe give yourself a few goals if you know that it's something you want to be consistent with yeah thanks for sharing and my last question would be what is your love message to yourself now what would you oh my love message to myself um I mean, I think it's a forever message, but kind of like what I said there, like, don't be too hard on yourself. Uh, You're, you've done a lot, you've accomplished a lot. Um, So yeah, don't be afraid to, to rest, take the time that you need. Mm -hmm. um, And also like give yourself the space and grace that you give to other people. Ooh, wow. (laughs) Yeah amazing um thank you for sharing that and i hope that you 
you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. I learned yeah. so much. Where can people find you, Jasmine? Yes, definitely. Um, Instagram is usually where I'm most active. My handle is at Jasmine Williams Media, all one word. Um, I'm also on Twitter, if anybody. That's kind of where I post more like random thoughts <laughs> that come to me. Uh, that's my Twitter handles at the Jazz Williams, J-A-S Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's my my website as well. If you want to learn more about me and what I do, it's jasminewilliams.ca. So that has um, more details about my services, um, my resources. For any maybe up and coming freelancers out there, I would suggest you go to my resource, jasminewilliams.ca slash resources. Yeah. I have like a checklist, the business checklist you can download, a freelance rate calculator, lots of fun tools um, to kind of help people get started. So yeah, that's where they can find me. Awesome. I'll share all those links as well with everyone, but thank you so much for your presence, Jasmine. I thank you you showing up and sharing your story. Uh, I have a lot. I I just have like questions, but I feel like it'll just fade away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I think the important questions I got to ask you, and it's really nice, um, getting to know your journey to where you are right now so (laughs) thank you so much this is so great uh yeah it's always love talking about like creative stuff and process and all of that so yeah thank you so much and yeah this has been great no problem thank you here's to hoping that your day is filled with peace joy and love Keep speaking your truth and manifesting your dreams and always remember to nurture healthy relating. You may be told that you're not that special, but hey, you matter because you are unique. You are put in this earth as an energy container and it's time to open yourself up and share what you've got. I am so rooting for you and hope to have you here again at Moments with Christine.